Hello and welcome to Sweet Spot DFS. This is a course fit video for the 2021 American Express. And I will be covering tournament fact sheets, weather forecast, course breakdown, golfers demographics, basically looking at where they live and their shot shapes, grass stats, course history, and then finishing up with the best course fit plays. You can find uh, the timestamps in the description below. I also have chapter mode enabled. That is the progress bar below. It's cut up into segments and they're all titled. So you know which part of the video you are at. Okay, let's just get right into it. So unfortunately, we don't have the 2021 tournament fact sheets. I'm not sure if the GCSAA is going to publish them. They don't have any published for 2018 or 2019. They did have last year's, obviously, as you can see, um, but it's only for the PGA West Stadium course. Like we don't have anything for the other two courses. And this one is kind of problematic. What I like to see from this is, you know, what they have the stimp running at, the yardage, the par, that kind of stuff. That's good to know. Uh, average green size, that's also good to know. How many water hazards is a good one as well. And how many bunkers? 90 plus. What troubles me is this. This golf course is not a Bermuda golf course. I want to reiterate that this golf course at this time of the year is not a Bermuda golf course. This is what it looks like. You see all the yellow grass? That is dormant Bermuda. It doesn't grow. And in, and in fact, it isn't necessarily dying. It's just maintaining what it's at. Dormant Bermuda is brittle grass. It is not the thick, gnarly grass that you're used to with Bermuda. Looking at Bermuda stats is pointless. Just don't do it. I've been, like, I went to school for golf management. I went into agronomy. I've even lived in this area for a couple of years, working at a golf course very close to this one. So do not look up Bermuda stats. It is just, it's so insanely, I'll refrain, but it's, it's, it's dumb, honestly. Don't look up Bermuda stats. The Bermuda can't survive here. That yellow grass is proof, and you're going to see that on the telecast. That is dormant Bermuda. I just want to keep, I, I have already heard a couple big-name guys talk about how this is Bermuda. It's not Bermuda. It's not not Bermuda okay going back here so like I said it, it's troubling because Bermuda grass obviously it isn't you know I don't know why they put this here in fact the the reason they have 90 plus and not a specific number to me this whole thing is lazy I, I kind of have a feeling that Chris May does not want to provide this information and hey he could be a busy guy the superintendents don't need to provide this information. But, and they might not even be a part of the organization of the GCSAA. So keep that in mind. Just, it's it's something to note. Let's move on past this because other than the information you see there, it's only one course we're, we're going to see on here. And, okay, the other big piece too is it's a Pete Dye golf course. And Jack Nicholas actually has admitted that a lot of his style is um, 
or was affected, not affected. Let's put it this way. He puts a lot of Pete Dye designs in his course. He, he followed Pete Dye for one of the golf courses in Ohio. I forget which one it is, but when Pete Dye created that course, he and Nicholas worked together and Nicholas got a lot of information from him there. And he's using that in most of his architectural work after that moment or whatever. So a lot of the things you see in Die will be used in Nicholas. I think it's like deep bunkers and stuff like that. Um, so it's just, it's worth noting. All right, going past that, here's your 10-day weather forecast. So on Thursday, it's mostly sunny. Friday, partly cloudy. Saturday, showers. Sunday, partly cloudy. The wind, pretty benign, 7 miles an hour, 9 miles an hour. Like I said, I've lived in the desert. In fact, I'm actually repping uh, a, a palm tree just for this tournament. I forgot to mention that in the preview. I ended up going and getting the uh, the Bryson shirt that he wore at the Tournament of Champions. This is the Puma. Um, I forget what it's called. It, it, they basically are going to showcase you know different gear at different tournaments. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the Arnold Palmer one. I'll be getting that one for sure. Either way, I've lived here. It rarely rains, and when it does, like, seriously, when it says showers, it's more like a sprinkle. Like, they, it never rains in this area, um, and when it does, everything is just, um, I joke, I'm from Minnesota. When Kansas gets a light snowstorm, or not even a snowstorm, but a, a light dusting of snow, they close everything. Same with, like, Arkansas, that kind of stuff. It's funny because obviously in Minnesota, we get a lot of snow. I get the reason why. I understand the reason why. But it, you're, it's also shocking and surprising how many people just don't know how to drive in snow. When water comes down in the desert, everyone freaks out. Similar to how like some of the southern states do with snow. It's crazy. It's so weird. And like everyone has their summer slick tires on. There's oil on the highway, like just some, you know, here and there. When water combines with that, it makes it super slippery like ice, apparently. I never actually saw anyone slip and slide, but when I lived there, people told me stories of that all the time. So this is a little short story of, of me living there, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's whatever. Either way, weather's going to be perfect, basically. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. And to see a weather forecast that says anything like, you know, rain or whatever, I just don't believe it. I'm not going to believe it. So let's go ahead and get into a course breakdown. So I have, I did a little bit of a course breakdown for the two courses, PGA West Stadium and then the PGA West Nicholas Tournament Course. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just um, scroll down. What I want you to, what, what I want you guys to do, just pause the video and read it if you want to go through it. Usually these videos get a little too long if I go through hole by hole and, and tell you, you know, which shot shape is required on what. But this is the PGA West Stadium course. Pause it, read it. We'll go over to the PGA Nicholas course. Pause it and read it. And then I'll give you my little summary here at the end. Hopefully you had enough time. Um, 
it's kind of weird. So it's a desert course, and we can even come back to here. You can see a lot of these trees not really in play. Like these are the what kind of trees you're going to see on just about every hole. So we're not going to see really any tree trouble. What we will see is a lot of water. So we have to keep that in mind. There's going to be a lot of water on this golf course. And how I have shot shapes required. So for, for instance, this hole right here, we're looking at the tee area right here is the tee boxes waters on the left the preferred shot shape would be a draw i know some of you guys might be like well a fade actually goes away from the water if your fade doesn't come back your drop is right here like if i can make an x mark it's right here this is where your drop is if you were to or right here wherever that ball enters the, the water that's where your drop zone is if you were to hit it out here and hit a draw and say the draw doesn't come back, you're over, you're safe. If say you overdrew it and it came back around, you're going to drop up here. So that's why the drop is, or not the drop, the shot shape is preferred as a draw. So that's what I did throughout most of this uh, course breakdown. I will tell you this, although you see all the fades and draws on here, I would say 90% of the holes, you can hit any shot shape you want. A lot of the greens are big enough where they're going to be receptive to any shot shape. But I have on here either it's the safest shot shape or it's the most advantageous. Like it'll get you closer to a tucked pin. Um, when I tallied it all out, basically two holes require off the tee draws. Two holes require off the tee fades. We have seven draws into the green three fades into the green and then 10 holes where it doesn't matter off the tee and eight holes where it doesn't matter on approach when it doesn't matter we just say rule of thumb is just hit a fade fade is the easiest way to um uh control your golf ball i don't know why i didn't have that uh oh well so going on to the, the nicholas tournament course you're gonna see a lot less requirements for shot shapes. A lot of fades, a lot of draws, uh, not a lot, but just a few. So you can see off the tee draws, zero. Off the tee fades, one. Into the green draws, two. Into the green fades, four. 13 where it doesn't matter off the tee, and 12 where it doesn't matter on approach. So really the big thing for me is how many draw holes, like the greens sometimes are positioned for a draw, at the PGA West course. So it's kind of interesting to see the likes of Adam Hadwin like this course. Adam Hadwin loves shaping the shot both directions. I mean, if you ever watch him play golf, if they ever, if he's ever in contention, they'll talk about how he loves flighting the golf ball all different directions. I can see why he does well here. He enjoys shaping it where it's required. And there aren't many forced carries. So I think that's why a golfer like Adam Hadwin really likes this golf course. Uh, so really, your shot shapers that can shape in both directions, probably the way to go. But I think having a draw, and this is all right-handed shot shapes. So from a right-handed perspective, if it's a lefty, you just switch it around. I would say we want to hit more draws than, than fades. So let's go ahead and look at our golfer demographics. Um, we'll get into course fit soon, but what I want to do, I'll hide this column so we can see more of this. I think that covers everything. Yep. 
Uh, let's go ahead and go price up to bottom. And actually, let's look at all of our draws, all of the draw golfers that I actually have in the database. First of all, let me actually show you of all the golfers in this database. Here are the ones I don't have. I do know he hits a fade. I know he hits a draw. I don't know why this wasn't updated. He hits a draw. Um, we'll just keep it at uh, Piercy hits a fade. Yeah. Oh, Prez hits a draw. Okay. So of all the guys now that have blanks, here are all the guys up here. I'm not positive what their shot shape is. I might have a hint that I know, but these are the golfers I just don't know. So I would advise you to pause the video if you do know. Like, I don't I think I saw Steve Stricker. That's a draw. This just tells me I need to go back in um, into my database and update it. I'll have to rewatch the video and, sh and see which ones. So anyways, those are all the guys that I'm not sure of. Let's look at the ones that have draw because this is probably the preferred shot shape for at least PJ West. I don't think it really is it's going to matter at uh, the Nicholas tournament course, but for the stadium course, it will. Cantley is the high price guy now that Rom is out of the field. I like Cantley quite a bit. Reed is another interesting play. Now, I don't like Reed per se off the tee at the PJ West course or the uh, stadium course, primarily because he's pretty erratic with his driver. And if he's going to hit some of those duck hooks into the ponds, um, I'm going to stay away. But I, I, I might, I might consider playing him. Um. Matthew Wolf really like Matthew Wolf's potential at this golf course. It's a you know a scoring paradise, and I think Matthew Wolf, obviously we saw him at the Shriners, he can go low. So I do like Matthew Wolf at this golf course. Kevin Na just won. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Paul Casey's okay, um, not bad. I'm not going to talk about all these guys. I'm going to scroll down though, and you can look at all the other golfers that have draws next to their name. So if you like some of these guys, um, just write a note you know, notate it that this guy hits a draw and it just fits more into your your profile. Scott Harrington hitting a draw, I like that. He's a very cheap golfer uh, that has very good potential. For those that hit a fade, we have Kepka, Finau, M, Scheffler, Fowler, Answer. Now, Fowler used to hit a draw, um, but he has changed his shot shape to try to fit what some of the elite golfers, what they can do. If you think about all the elite golfers, most of them have a fade shot shape or can access a fade shot shape whenever they need to. So maybe we put Ricky at both. I think, actually, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of his game to understand if he if he still has the draw, you know, like if he's still in really good control of the draw or not. Um, Abram Answer hits a fade. Cam Champ hits a fade. Now, some of these guys can actually hit the ball opposite direction, but it's just not consistent, and it's it's not dependable. That's why I have these as fades. They can probably hit draws, but more than likely, it's not dependable, and that's why I have it this way. 
Um, I'll scroll down a little bit. You guys, again, pause the video, make some notes, whoever you like. Uh, I don't really have anyone to talk about. But how about golfers who have both? Now, I don't have a lot of them under here. Maybe I can add a couple more. But what I have seen for golfers, whenever they need to hit a fade, they've been on the money. And whenever they need to hit a draw, they've been on the money as well. Now, I'm not sure if that was just because they were on at that moment in time. But here you go. We have Phil, Harmon, Hadwin, Howell the third. Pretty much it's a straight ball flight. Uh, Grillo, Nick Taylor, Kyle Stanley, Jason Duffner, Chase Seifert. Interesting. I don't remember ever putting that down, but hey, very cool. Roger Sloan, I like that, and Scott Brown. The other thing I want to look at, so we'll look at home region, and we're going to be looking at Southwest. Um, so this is where they currently live, by the way. That's I was I was kind of blanking on that why I couldn't think of it. But looking at Southwest, these are all or no 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 we want Pacific. There we go. So here's all of our California guys. There's this is their their home state where they're currently living, uh, minus. Kyle Stanley, who's a Washington guy, but Phil, Brennan Steele, Max Homa, JJ Spawn, Joseph Bramlett, and Martin Trainer. Really, I none of these golfers really do it for me, if I'm being quite honest. Like I don't like any of them. Um let's look at uh college region. Again, we'll go southwest. Not southwest, Pacific. Uh, Patrick Cantley shows up, obviously. We like Patrick Cantley at California golf courses. Um, Brendan Steele shows up twice with the Pacific. I should have seen that before. So does Max Homa. So, hey, not terrible. And they're both the draw golfers, so that works. James Hahn. I like James Hahn here. He's pretty good on California tracks. Um, other than that, I really don't see anything that I absolutely love. Patrick Rogers, maybe. One thing I want to note, if I were to go back to Southwest, it's going to show uh, Matthew Wolf. Now, Matthew Wolf grew up in California. I should have that information on here. The reason why this home state is Florida is because that's where he's currently living. That's where the PGA says where uh, Matthew Wolf is. If I were to go to the PGA website, I could actually be, I could be completely wrong but I don't think so. We got W. Probably not gonna find it, just a bunch of old guys. Okay, so. So birthplace, Agora Hills, sure, makes sense to me. Um, residence, Jupiter, Florida. So I don't know how often he actually comes back to California, but the fact is his home that he has for residency, you know, to the PGA is in Florida. I'm guessing that's where he probably practices the most. I do know that his golf coach, uh, George Gankus, is in California. So I don't know. I don't know how to take it, but 
This would be another guy that has California ties. Um, I don't know if I really care about talking about the official World Golf ranking, but let's see how many people are top 300 in this event. Quite a bit. Wow. A hundred, 100 golfers are in the top 300 in this in this field. So it's a pretty uh, a pretty strong strength of field, like a pretty decent strength of field, I should say. I think last week was the same way. And maybe it's going to be this way going forward because, you know, COVID kind of took away um, the Corn Ferry graduates or the Corn Ferry graduation or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I would m normally talk about Bermuda percentage. Um, but I, like I said, I don't think this is a Bermuda golf course. This is just to see in the review if it actually kind of comes back. But let's go ahead and look at course history. So I have this um, filtered out by golfers who are playing in this event and what their best average is. You can see Adam Hadwin is the course for the course he has 148th and if you were to take that out his last four performances averaged 3.25 so definitely adam hadwin likes this golf course didn't play it in 2020 i'm not sure why i think it was um a childbirth kept him from it i'm pretty sure uh but either way really i don't care like course history doesn't show us anything you know, like, sure, a bunch of these 20s and whatnot are under 20, but only played here once, minus Adam Hadwin. You know, Cameron Davis shows up with a 29th and a 28th. That's not great, you know. Not going to hurt us, but it's not great. Um, and then everyone else is 30 and, and, and above. And barely, like, we have eight golfers between 30 and 40 with course history. Brennan Steele having the most played here eight tournament like this is his ninth straight appearance at least his ninth straight appearance at the American Express. Phil pretty darn close. Uh, obviously didn't play in 2014, but he's also not a guy that I'm really caring to play. If I'm going to be quite honest, um, yeah, not great. Let's look at the most top tens. Hadwin with three, obvious. Bill Haas with three. Now he was almost dead last in the um, Sony Open. His last round, though, he was four under. So he must have figured something out. But his first round was five over. So he missed the cut by a lot. Um, but his last, his second round was really good. Kind of turned it around. So maybe, maybe. Charlie Hoffman played really well last week. Maybe he's also a consider, you know, in consideration. He also has... California ties so I should have included that as well but um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if he showed up maybe he did maybe he didn't I don't remember uh, but you can see there haven't been that many top 10 finishes here like this tournament I hate the word volatility but this tournament is very vol volatile um, I don't think we're going to get really many answers looking at course history to be quite honest maybe Adam had one that's it but yeah can't really think of anything the basically the last piece of uh this would be i would consider under grass stats but it's it's pete die information who plays well at pete die golf courses if we filter this we have will gordon at the top he has one event under his belt 
finished third. And that was earlier this year. Oh, that was in 2020. I have 2020 stats. I'm not sure exactly where that was. Uh, could have been RBC Heritage, most likely. Probably. Tra or Travelers? I'm not sure. Uh, but then you can see EVR. He also has one finish, and that was 21st. And then, really, if we want to talk about the real names, not so much real, but like the heavy hitters, we have Cantley, Doc Redman, Brooks Kepka even shows up. Uh, Paul Casey at 8,700. Scotty Scheffler uh, finished third here last last year. That brought his average down to 44. So like his overall die average, not great, but obviously has a good finish here. Same with Sam Burns. Same story with Sam Burns. Um, in fact, I think that third plus an 85. Yeah, so he has a miscut and a top 10. That's what Scheffler has. Uh, Burns had eight events. 44.38 is his average die course. Um performance yeah nothing's really telling here what i do like to use is going to this uh top 10 percentage so of all the events that any of these golfers in the field have played pete die events this is their percentage of hitting the top 10 or what they've done in the past so we see a lot of guys with very little events up here so will gordon obviously with a third place finish finish you know has a hundred percent top 10 percentage whatever you want to call it scheffler with 50 again only just two events but we have sung kang with 50 percent uh 19 overall die events and 67.89 that's crazy do i have it still up no i don't um sung kang kind of want to look we have this by total overall average what was he at again 67.89 sun king how are you that good okay so it's a it's a typo for whatever reason it's showing up at zero percent so we're gonna negate that why is that this is kind of my my spreadsheet that I just copy and paste over. Uh-oh. Something's not right. Did I delete this by accident? How in the heck? Huh. I'm going to try to figure this out really quick. Sorry to waste your time. <laughs> I can't do that. That's why, because I sorted it. Oh, what a pain in the butt, honestly. gonna have to figure it out gotta figure it out okay so this is this is better for whatever reason why it was showing up the way it was i don't know so what we're gonna do take the filter off 
none of this should have been filtered prior to. So I should be able to just do this. Oh, that's probably what happened. Copy and paste right here. Let's look for Sun Kang. What was he? Seven? There we go. Now it's updated properly. Jeez. Let's look at this again. Thank you for being patient, by the way. So, top 10 percentage. I'm 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 curious. I got to look to see if <laughs> Sun King showed up again. No, he did not. Okay, good, good, good. He's now at the bottom. All right. All right. Let's let's go back over this. So now I have Sebastian Kaplan at 50%. So it must have been somehow messed up. I think Kaplan is correct. Now I have to go check that because it's... Yeah, he has 50%. Two... Okay, one top 10. Best finish of six. Perfect. Okay, here we go. As we can see, I mean, Patrick Cantley still shows up, 35.71%. Brooks actually kind of tumbles down a little bit, so obviously his number was not as good as some of these other guys or just maybe just not the correct number. Um, but we see Streelman, Harmon, Burns. Really like Burns this week. I think a lot of people do. Abram Answer shows up as well. A lot of people on... on uh, answer but yeah that looks to be the best of the die pete die golf court or golfers i do like using the percentage better than um the, the overall average kind of shows you kind of the raw potential uh how many guys have done well at pete die golf courses and you know it it there's a better way to do this. It's probably looking at the median, you know, and that's probably something I should be doing. And maybe I, I plan to incorporate that a little bit later down the road. But that would be all of the Pete Dye golf courses. You can look at the 2020 performance, how many events, like a lot of people with very little events. Answer, pretty good choice. Kepka, Cantlay, Kevin Na, Andrew Landry. Obviously with the win last year, that's why his his... Stats look really good. Alex Noren actually shows up. That's a pretty decent, good overall, good 2020, and top 10 percentage. That's 7,600. Really good. Like that a lot. Okay, so let me give you my best course fit plays. Uh, and we'll go by salary. So Patrick Cantley, far and above, my favorite at 10K and above. Uh, in the 9K range, Abram answer is my favorite. I, I mean, just for course fit alone, I think he's, he's a great play. Um, I am tempted to play someone like Matthew Wolf. Now, granted, Matthew Wolf does not have very good overall die uh, stats, but still pretty decent. 
uh, in the 8K range, it's going to be Sam Burns. Um, Sam Burns, he he draws the golf ball. He hits it a mile. He has great Pete Dye, um, you know, stats, whatever you want to call it, course history. Um, I do like him. And if, if it was Bermuda, I would like him a little bit more, but obviously it's not, so we're not going with that. 7K range, I think it's got to be Alex Norin. Um, just seeing all of this. Now, he's a fade golfer, so you know playing the stadium course is a little bit trickier. But like I said, you don't necessarily need to hit a draw. Uh, the greens, I think, are deep enough. You just have to be a precision, a precision iron player, and I think that's exactly what Alex Norin is. Uh, if not, Doc Redman would be a good alternative, although he has zero top 10s at Pete Dye Golf Courses. Whereas Alex Norin has 16.67%. Um, Hoffman might be a good candidate as well. Same with uh, Streelman or Keegan Bradley. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with um, Alex Norin. And then my 6K range. Oh, man. For me, I think... Uh, where was he? I had a player. Hmm. I'm not sure. I I had a player, but I think I was looking at the wrong stats before creating this video, and now I can't think of the person that I want to play. I like you got a pretty good bunch of group, uh, golfers right here, just based off of their die events. But obviously, you can see not a lot of experience. Oh man, I I guess I don't have one. Um. Sorry for not being prepared for the 6K golfer, but can't find him. Had him. I, it might be Snedeker, if I'm being honest. I think it is Snedeker. I'd probably go with Brand Snedeker. Um, I had a few golfers here. I can't remember exactly who, but. We're just going to go with Brant Snedeker and leave it there. So appreciate you guys watching all the way up until now. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I will see you in a strategy video tomorrow. Okay, bye.